Welcome, welcome back to the Dreamcast. Today's episode is one I have waited over a year to upload to you. In fact, so many things have changed since this episode was recorded that I had to do a new intro because things are different now. So if you've been hanging out with me for the past year, you know that I created some materials, a book called Design Your Dream Life that I expected to be out last May. Now, when I got it back from the designer last May, it was called Dream Life Workbook, and it was beautiful. However, it was way too expensive. It was full color. It was spiral bound. It was not something that we could easily find printing for or easily ship to consumers. And so we decided that we had to go back to the drawing board design wise and totally redo it. So we recorded this episode last year thinking that the book would be out pretty quickly. However, it's since been, you know, an adventure (laughs) trying to find new people and find people that know what they're doing. And, and basically redo the whole brand. So without further ado, the Dream Life Workbook is now called Design Your Dream Life, and it is coming out available to you May 7th. Now, what makes this book a bit different than others is that it's interactive. Think workbook, think exercises, think like I'm not just wanting to be a talking head to you guys. I think a lot of times we know what to do. We just don't create the space to do it. So the design your dream life has exercises throughout that take you on a journey to identify the thought patterns that are working well and and the thought patterns that are not working well that we need to recreate. And it combines it with things like epigenetics, meaning you can turn your genes on and off based on the environment you give it say what? Things like neuroplasticity, meaning we really can retrain our brain and it connects it with scripture and my personal stories of how I have broken through my own glass ceiling, like busted through my own glass ceiling in time again using these principles. So I decided I did not want to re-record the testimonies podcast because it was so profound. I had several people go through the workbook in its first design stage and their personal transformation was one we could not like re-record. It was so cool. So just know that whenever we talk about dream life workbook, we really mean design your dream life. The content is the same. We just had to make it a bit more beautiful and a bit more user friendly. And we're so excited and proud to deliver this to you. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Dreamcast. Oh my gosh, you guys, I am so stinking excited for this specific episode because it has been a like in the making for several, several months. Today, I get to introduce the launch of the Dream Life Workbook. And today, I'm going to share with you a little bit about how it was created, what it's about, what you'll expect from going through this workbook yourself. And then I have two amazing rock star friends who were a part of the creation stage with me. Not only did they 
do the workbook and complete it and go through the exercises. They gave me constructive, helpful feedback and changes were made because of their experience. And I'm really excited for you, especially to hear from them because it's like true life stories about what can happen when you intentionally make the decision that you want to get better. And so let me start with how this came to be. So the Dream Life Workbook was spurred in my heart several years ago. So along my It Works journey, I have done several leadership development series with my team. We've done leadership retreats. We've done a lot of personal development growth with my team and with my leaders. Because as we know, your income essentially is connected to your mindset. So we have to grow our mindset in order to grow our income and grow our business. And so it's very, very well connected. And because of my psychology background, I quickly connected with this leadership side, personal development side of our business. And there are some common themes that I recognize that I learned as I continue to offer my like what I learned and what I've experienced and books that I've read and you know create these series for our team I consistently got the same feedback and I remember one time my friend wrote a journal she did she launched a journal and she said everybody check this out this is inspired by god here is a journal and essentially it was uh, journal prompts and I remember thinking wait a minute, where are the exercises? Where's the journey? I, I want to help take people on a journey, on a, on a road where they can experience a beginning, middle, and end and feel like they came out the other side a different person. And then I realized, hmm, maybe I should create that. And so this workbook is a labor of love and it's entitled a workbook because the work is done within it. I think so many of us know what we need to do but we don't schedule the time to actually do it. So the workbook combines science, scripture, and stories. I share personal stories of my own transformation of when I experienced and and learned and had my own aha moments throughout. But then it gives you a chance to have your own. And we entitled Dream Life because I really do believe that we can all live a dream 10 life in all areas of our life at the same time. And so the exercises you are going to experience in this workbook are things you can do yourself. They're things that you can do with your team. They're things that you could even do with your family as you are helping everybody around you learn and grow. So we talk about prayer meditation, gratitude. We talk about getting yourself kind of in the space of learning and growing. We talk about fear, guilt, resentment, jealousy, the comparison game, like all the things that stop us and the baggage that we carry. Because let's be honest, if it were easy, we'd already be doing it. So we have to talk about some of that hard stuff. And side note, that hard stuff Ends up, like I hate talking about that. I'd much rather talk about dreams, but that is the part that most people love the most. It's crazy to me when I get feedback, I, even from our webinars, that's the section that they felt the most breakthrough. And then we talk about what do you really want in all seven areas of life. You have business and uh, family, friends, finances, health, hobbies, and giving back. 
What do you want in all of those areas? What would a dream 10 life look like for you? And then we work to create your inspired action plan by surrounding it with visualization, affirmations, and then a detailed action plan for you to execute and and start making movement and progress to develop your dream life. I know that your life will be blessed by going through this workbook. And I know that. And I can say that so confidently is because we've done it. We've done it over and over and over again. We've used this material over and over and over again. And the feedback and transformation that's happened has blown me away. I don't feel like this is Denise Walsh information. (laughs) I honestly do feel like this is inspired information. I feel like this has kind of come into fruition at this time for a specific reason. So um, with that being said, the science is quantum physics. It's Dr. Leaf. It's neuroscience. It's epigenetics. There's a lot of things that are coming into the limelight right now that weren't available several years ago. Scripture. uh, When you learn about the science, I honestly feel like Jesus taught this this whole time. And when you read the Bible with the new lens, like, oh my gosh, that's one reason why my mind continues to be blown. And then stories of of when miracles and crazy things and breakthroughs and victory and transformation within my own life, but then also the lives of my team. So if you are at all in a transition point where maybe you're thinking, okay, I'm ready for my next level. I'm ready for my next step. Or I don't really love where I am, but I don't really know what to do next. Whether you want to level up or you want to take gigantic strides in your life, I really do believe that this workbook is a great place for you to start. So I know that you're like, okay, Denise, but you wrote it. So of course you think that, but I want to share with you a few people who not only helped me to create it by giving me feedback, but I've been able to see and watch them grow from the outside for several, several years. And this experience kind of catapulted them to their own next level. So I would love to first introduce Miss Amanda Kozad. Hey, Denise. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I'm excited. I'm so excited too. And we've been friends for several, several years. In fact, we went to Africa together this past year and I've seen tremendous growth happen with you. But I know that it hasn't always been like that. So tell me your name, where you're from, and what was a negative thought pattern that you had prior? Okay. So my name is Amanda Kozad. Um, I live in Norwalk, Iowa. So about Central Iowa. And you know what, Denise, I think one of the things that I really have struggled with for several, several years is just life happening. Like life just happens. And I just thought that, you know, my job was to just wake up and deal with it instead of taking charge. I just wake up and whatever was happening that day, I would just get consumed with that. And then at the end of the day, I'd be like, but that's not what I wanted. You know, I always, have known that I was made for more. And when you know that you're made for more, but yet you're stuck and you don't know what to do about it. I just had this, just this anxiety. Um, I struggled with depression um, my whole life and just anxious about different things. And I think a lot of that was because I knew I was made for more, but I just didn't even know what to do about that. So I would wake up, life would happen. I'd go to bed depressed and frustrated. I'd wake up the next day, life would happen again. And when I say life, guys, what I mean by that is just everything, right? You know, kids stuff happens. 
we get a flat tire or our dad gets diagnosed with cancer or just things that have happened in my life. And I just thought that I just had to just to, to deal with that. Does that make sense, Denise? Yeah, you know, and I think so many of us live in that space for a long, long time where we just get up and we kind of accept what's happening and we feel like our job is to deal with it and accept the whatever life brings and then we, you know, we deal with it in our own way, yet we are not ever making progress. I know for me, when I was working my community mental health job, I felt like I was made for more, just like you, but I didn't know what to do about it. And so I felt like I was spinning my wheels all of the time. And that spinning my wheels brought me even more anxiety and more stress. And it sounds like the same for you, whether it was you felt stuck or life was happening, like progress wasn't being made, more life was happening, more like negativity was happening, and you were going to bed stressed, anxious, and depressed. So do you have a, a story about when maybe uh, something happened and your thought life immediately went in a negative way? I don't really know how to answer this, honestly, because my whole life was just negative. So I don't necessarily have a story except for maybe the fact that, you know, when you wake up, you go to bed anxious and depressed and you wake up anxious and depressed and you just or rolling with the punches, well, that just trickles into everything, right? So I'd wake up and I'd be anxious and I would roll out of bed the same time my kids did. Oftentimes I'd hit snooze several times, so then I would wake up late. And then by the time I would wake the kids up, then I was already anxious. So guess what? The kids would be anxious and I would be frustrated and I'd be yelling at them before school started and, and get them out the door. And so I don't really know if my attitude just sucked. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, really, it's like pervasive, everything in your life. It's not just even one area. It's like every area in your life can be impacted by that negativity. Yeah. So you were hungry to make a change. And when I met you, you were hungry to make a change. And that's one reason why you signed up in this business. But tell me a little bit about why you said yes. Because I asked several people. I did. I've asked... I mean, I had not just several. I asked lots of people to read the workbook and give me feedback. Why did you say yes? Because Denise, I've been, you know, you've been in my life for six years when I started this business and you're inspiring to me. You've been, you've always been someone that I looked up to and I always wonder like, Denise like hasn't made and how is that? Because I have met you, Denise, and you're absolutely wonderful, but you're so absolutely normal. And so I think it's always easy for us to look out, like look outside of us and look at other people that are maybe where we want to be. And be like, oh, they have superpowers. Like, I don't know. I, I could never be like Denise Walsh. She has superpowers. But what I learned being around you is you wear flip-flops and jean shorts and it works t-shirts. And you might be a multimillionaire, but you're so stinking normal. And so I, I've always been on your trainings and I've listened to you and implemented that stuff in my life. So back to your question, I was done with life just happening to me. Um, you've been teaching us that we can take control of that. And, and by little things. So when you asked me if I would be a reader of your book, I was absolutely honored to do that. But I also was dedicated to, to doing it and to doing it fully and to going through the activities, which I'll share more about in a little bit. But I was just done letting things happen. I came to a point, Denise, where instead of looking at others and seeing all the things that they were able to be, do, have, 
and thinking that they were just special, that God made them into this special being that could do this. And I was less than, I was over that thinking. And I knew that they weren't any more special than I was. They were just doing things differently. And I was hungry to know what that different was. Hmm, I love that. You have, you've often said, Denise, you're just so normal. And I'm like, thank you. I don't know <laughs> what that means, but thank you. Um, but you're right. It is. And, and, and you know, and, and everybody can have it, but there are skills to learn. It doesn't necessarily come naturally, especially when we didn't learn them as children. So you went through the workbook. How did you read it? How did you set aside the time and, and make this something important to you? Okay, so... You asked me and then you sent me the email. So your workbook was online and I opened it up and I thought, I am such a green personality. So I have different colored um, highlighters and, and pens. And so when I read stuff, I like to like color and highlight and write notes and aha moments. And so when you sent me that, I went straight to my printer and I said to my local copy, copy place and I said, I need this book printed. Um, but not only do I need it printed, I'm like, I have to keep track of it, like in order. So I had it bound. So I remember being so excited when I, I sent you actually a video as soon as I got out of the copy place of your workbook, like being in print and being bound up. And so um, that just kept it organized so I could start from the beginning and work um, through the end. Um, so I printed it, I binded it, and then I scheduled time to work through it because like you said... We know what to do, but do we do it, right? And so if we don't plan our day, our day's going to happen anyway. And then all of a sudden it's nighttime and we didn't do anything we wanted to do. So I scheduled time every morning and I scheduled time every night and I took it with me everywhere I went. So if I was sitting, you know, any place unexpectedly for a certain amount of time, I always had your workbook to go through. And then I started from the first page. And I worked through your workbook. And I, one thing I loved about it, Denise, is there's exercises, but not only exercises. I've been a, a you know, a, a student of personal development since I was 18 years old. And oftentimes, most of the time, they tell you what to do or what exercises to do. But then you're just like, I don't even know what to do or like, I don't understand what they're wanting me to do. So one thing I really enjoyed about your workbook is you give real stories, real personal stories. I've known you for six years and I got to know you at a whole nother deeper level going through your workbook because you were raw with your stories and, and then you gave examples and then you gave your life examples. And so then it was easy for me to be able to relate to you, to be able to go through the exercises um, in the workbook. And that's what I did. I went through every exercise. And you know what, see, sometimes I could get through, you know, a chapter, just sitting down one morning and one night, but other times I was stuck, because I made a promise to myself, this wasn't going to be something that I just rushed through to just get it done. This was going to be something that I let change my life, because I've seen it change yours. And so when I would be at a place of, of stuckness, you know, you talk in the very beginning about, you know, we carry all of this stuff. We carry like guilt and we carry shame and we carry all of these things. And so your workbook, let me evaluate myself from years, like everything. There's a reason for everything in our life. And so oftentimes something happens as a child and we kind of bury that and we don't deal with it, but it's still affecting us. And so in those moments of the book, there were some sections that I was stuck at for weeks. And in fact, I remember you'd message me, say, how's it going? And I would be so like, 
because I wanted to get through it to tell you that your book was awesome and I'm done, but I couldn't get through those parts. I remember feeling like I'm still like here at this one section, but it wasn't because I wasn't spending time on it. It was because I was spending time on me and letting those, those exercises change me, like dig deeper. Because one thing you've taught us is, you know, you have that baggage, we're just going to say, and it's, it's not going to go away if you don't deal with it and know the source of that and forgive yourself and forgive other people. And so I, I just really took my time to work through that. Another thing I did was you mentioned different scriptures and you mentioned, you know, you gave us the game plan of, you know, wake up and, you know, do your meditation. And like you mentioned your prayer room and, and the prayers and the different things that you've been through and how you handled that. And so I did that. I still in my Bible, I have scripture wrote down. I have words of affirmations wrote down. And every morning I spend that quiet time with the Lord and I go through those verses. I don't just go through those verses just to read them, Denise. I I meditate on them and I know who God says I am and I know the promises he made over my life. And I know that I was made for more. Like I'm really breathing life into myself, starting my day with gratitude. And that changes my whole perspective for my whole day. And it doesn't matter what gets thrown at me. Life is still crazy. And I still have all this stuff thrown at me, but I have this inner peace about it now. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. I like I'm speechless. <laughs> I love that. I love the, I love really practical applications. I mean, it's one thing to learn it, but you let it go from your head to your heart and let it transform you from the inside out. And so a lot of times in order to change the outside, our inside has to change first. And so even though life is still challenging, it's not like all of a sudden life is roses, <laughs> nothing bad ever happens. That's not what anybody's saying. But now that same stuff isn't taking you off course like it may have before. So do you have an exercise that stood out to you the most? I do. <laughs> I actually have a couple because I couldn't just think of one. So a few of the most impactful things that I practice daily, Denise, are wake up and be grateful. Like before I even roll out of bed, I my eyes are open and I just thank the Lord that I'm breathing because I know if I'm breathing when I wake up, that's this today is another gift, right? That the Lord has given me. And so again, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm so grateful that I'm alive and breathing and I can deal with the day because I'm alive, right? I couldn't deal with it very well if I was dead. And then what do you want? You talked about an exercise when you and Brandon were in the boat and you just you had already went through this exercise yourself and you were going through it with Brandon and saying, what do you want? What do you want? And this was early, Denise, when life would happen to me and I just thought that that's what I had to deal with for the day. And so this workbook, I think that one of the biggest things that changed my mindset of thinking, you know, it's easier to think a negative thought than it is a positive thought. And what I know is once you get on that negative train, that negative rate, all this negativity is coming into your life and it's coming out of your head and then it comes out of your mouth. And so what I started doing is in that moment, I just heard your voice saying, Amanda, what do you want? Yes, life sucks right now, but what do you want? Yes, this happened today, but what do you want? And I started asking myself that over and over, Amanda, what do you want? Amanda, what do you want? And at first that was hard because, you know, I just wanted to feel happy and not be depressed and like have my dad healthy and just things like that. So I started doing that. And after time, Denise, I was able to put emotion to, you know, Amanda, what do you want? Instead of it just being words to get the negative out, it became this inner 
emotion that I could feel to my core of Amanda, what do you want? Well, this is what I want. But then I could feel the emotion. I knew it was going to happen. And there's things that still haven't happened today, Denise, but I know they're going to happen because I'm focused on the things that I want, not on the things that I don't want. So when my mind goes to that negative place, I say, Amanda, what do you want? You don't have to go down that negative path. What do you want? What do you want? And what you've taught us is you're going to get what you think about. So if you're going to get it, why think about the negative stuff that's happening? Think about what you want. And so that exercise has been life-changing. I use it absolutely every day, lots of times. You know, there's a song that says, Lord, I need you, like every hour I need you. And so I love that song. But I also think that too, every minute, sometimes I'm saying, Amanda, what do you want? Like, don't let your mind go there. Another thing was the the prayer room. You know, when I read this workbook, we we were going to Africa, like there's all this stuff, right? And I'm like, well, how can I have a prayer room if I'm going on a cruise and then I'm going to Africa and then I'm selling our house, buying a new house, like it's going to be crazy. And what I realized was my prayer room could be wherever I am in my Bible. And so I started doing the index cards. I wasn't putting things on my walls. I just stick them in my Bible. And so every morning I, I start my day that way of just being in a state of gratitude and being still, right? One thing I learned from your book is, you know, you're, you're praying like prayer is, you know, having a conversation with God, but then meditating is being still enough to listen. And yeah, I'm a good prayer. Like I'm a good prayer, but I wasn't listening. And so now I just take every thought captive and I, I just listen. And so Another thing, I know you said one, but another thing I love, and I've been implementing this for a long time, and that is get it on your schedule. My family knows if it isn't on my schedule, then it isn't going to happen. So you always say, you know, put the non-negotiables in ink, put that in permanent and everything else in pencil. And so when I went through your workbook, you say how, you know, I'm an all or nothing nothing type of girl. So I'm either working out seven days a week or I'm like off the train eating junk. Like I'm just, that's just how my personality is. And because I was able to identify that through this workbook process. And then you say every area of your life, you know, you list all these areas of your life, financial and spiritual and your health and your finances and all these things, they can all be at a 10. And what I learned was they can And to make those a priority, I needed to put everything on my schedule. And I wasn't doing that. Yes, I was putting non-negotiables on my schedule, like church and things like that. But I wasn't scheduling in time for every area of my life, knowing that everything could be at a 10. I didn't have to just pick a couple things. And then it made it just easy. So those, and then of course, taking every thought captive, that is one of my favorite verses. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, take every thought captive, make it obedient to Christ. And so when I'm going down this negative path, because guys, I didn't grow up in the best. I could just tell you stories and and stories of my past and how I grew up. I didn't grow up in a great place. But what I know is none of that even matters because I'm a child of God. And if I take every thought captive and instead of letting my mind go to negativity or letting my mind go to the place of fear, I can think positive and letting my mind go to the place of faith. And so when that negative stuff is coming in through the day, I can just stop and say, okay, Lord, and, and ask myself, is this, you know, a fear-based thought or a faith-based thought? And I can stop it right then. 
Yeah, I've got a lot out of this workbook, Denise. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Thank you for that. And and I do have, I mean, I've got one last question, but I know you kind of answered this already. When you went through this, I so appreciate that you really went through it because I had some people go through it and they said, oh, I did the exercises in my head. And, you know, I think you guys, that can be an easy way to do anything, but it's not going to really simmer into your soul like, like it will if you really carve out that time. So one question, my last question, Amanda, is you did it and you really spent time working through it and, and kind of creating your own new identity, your dream life and, and taking steps in that direction. Now it's been several months since you have worked through it. Do you feel like the changes you made back then are lasting or are still impacting you today? Good question, Denise. And absolutely. But here's the thing. Like I said, I've been a this um, student of personal development and I've read a lot of books over the last several years, but I never, I would read that this is what you're supposed to do. And then I would just keep reading. And so what your workbook did for me was it said, you know, these are, this is, you know, activities and exercises to do. And here's why. And then your personal stories, I did them. Here's one thing that I keep doing, Denise, and that is I keep doing these exercises. And so I've let it transform my life because I didn't just do the workbook and stop. So I keep doing that them. And so I totally forgot what your question was. So ask me again. <laughs> well, you know, the question just is with anything, like, how is this still benefiting you? And I think it's one thing to have an experience, but it's another thing to be transformed for life. And so how are you still using it? Um, do you, you know, how does life changed? And then has your family noticed? Okay, so yes, I'm still using it. Yes, my life has changed. Yes, my family has noticed it. And I notice, of course. You know, here's one thing I noticed, Denise, is life is going to happen. And it's it's all our attitude on that life happening. Like, it's going to happen anyway. So what's your attitude about it? And if you change your perspective, then everything changes. So in the midst of all the craziness of my day, I have that just inner peace inside. So also, you know, I have some big goals and I, I struggled about, you know, I'm doing all these right things to, to make things happen. And then I would be so anxious when they weren't happening. What I know now, Denise, is when things are not happening as fast as I want them to, I have peace knowing that they will because I'm taking the right action and I'm clear on what I want. That was one big thing is, you know, how can you get what you want in life if you don't even know what you want in life? So your exercise about what do you want, what 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 would make your area of life a 10 instead of a 1, and being very clear on those things. So it's the knowing and then just taking that daily action of getting yourself there. And so when I'm not seeing the results like I want, I just have this inner peace knowing that it will happen because I'm clear on what I want and I'm taking the right action to make that happen. Um, I wrote down a little note, Denise, and it says 10 years from now. I want to say I chose this life. I didn't settle for it. Mm, mic drop. <laughs> I love it. And one thing you mentioned to me is I, I picture you, you said every time you're vacuuming, you're asking yourself, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? And so you have created it to be a habit in your life where you're thinking, okay, well, I don't want this. <laughs> so what do I want? What do I want life to look like? How do I want to feel right now? And you're able to incorporate that on a consistent basis. And I know we all know, right, that if we're feeling more peaceful, less stressed, less anxious, more positive, more joy, our kids are going to feel that way too. And they're going to learn the skills that it takes to be that type of person because they're watching you be that type of person. Anything else you want to add, Amanda? 
I think that I've pretty much said everything. So just, I'm just honored that you let me read it and that, you know, I just let it change me because again, we all know what to do, right? Or, or we will once we read this workbook and then we can take it to the depth that we want it to go. And we can choose to stop, you, you know, stop doing the exercises or just keep doing it and let it change our life. And it's definitely changed my life, Denise. So thank you for that. Thank you, Miss Amanda. I so appreciate you and your feedback and um, part of Amanda working through it and really diving into the exercises helped me really tailor the exercises to be more meaty, to be more connecting, to be the best exercises out of the whole 10 million (laughs) that, that I have learned over the years. I really was able to pick the best ones to take somebody from A to B. So next up, we have Miss Cheyenne Hebert. Hi, Denise. Thanks so much for having me. Yay. All right. So Cheyenne, I know we met several years ago as well. And when I first talked to you, I was like, okay, interesting. Um, But you were filled with negativity and fear and doubt. And what if in a bad way, like fear-based, what if it doesn't work? What if all of these things? And and I've seen you change throughout the last few years because you've been certainly diving into personal development. And so knowing the road that you're on, I asked you to help me, give me feedback from this workbook. And you took it to a whole nother level. So first of all, tell us a little bit about where you live and maybe like what life was like before. Oh, you're so true. It was so negative. But I'm Cheyenne. Um, I'm from New Hampshire. I'm a mom to a little boy and I'm married to my high school sweetheart. Because of this, I get to stay home with them every day. But I'm so grateful that working through this workbook, it really did make me a better mom, a wife, a person and a friend. I mean, I really got to dive in and learn so much about myself. I didn't grow up with the best role models. And so because of that, I found myself just so easily triggered and anxious. Like Amanda, I was always stressed out. Daily, I would wake up and I was just depressed and exhausted. I just wasn't living my life to its potential. I felt like I was riding this roller coaster or like I was a character that was just riding the wave while life was happening around me. Because of all of it, nothing in my life was getting the attention that it deserved. I mean, my marriage was not getting the attention it deserved. My relationship with my son wasn't getting the attention it deserved. I was just drowning in stress. And then because of that, every time something happened in my life, I had zero control of how I reacted to a situation. I would withdraw myself. I lost focus on what mattered. And then I'd wrap it all up in a big old pity party to make myself feel okay that I just reacted that way. I think so many of us do that. We, you know, we become emotionally responsive. We always say our EQ is more important than our IQ, right? How we respond emotionally. But so many of us take a situation and we respond with heavy emotion. And then we may do things that we might regret or we're not really proud of. And then we blame everyone else for our responses. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So you were hungry for a change. You wanted life to be better. Tell me a little bit about why you said yes to reading this and working through it. And how did you read through it and work through it? I mean, I got to this point where I decided that I couldn't be, I couldn't live this way anymore. I couldn't keep waking up 
and being depressed and anxious. I couldn't keep waking up and just riding life. I wanted to own my life because my family deserved more and I knew I deserved more. So I had to make a change and I knew the change had to, had to start with from within because I spent so long trying to control outside circumstances. I mean, I tried to take my life and be like, okay, well, if I have this job, then this will get better. Or if I do this, then this will get better. But those were all things that were outside of me. And I knew that through doing self-development that it all had to start from within. And so I had to dig deep. And I ended up with your workbook and I just had to say, yes, I started my self-development journey. And for a while, I never took it seriously. And I think that me being negative was a huge part of that because I was just like, okay, so some book's going to make everything better. And with time, I saw how much it did impact. And so with you, when you came to me about the book, I was like, okay, well, Denise is some like superwoman. So if she wrote this book, it's got to be good. Um, and I want to be just like that. But then as reading your book, I was like, holy cow, like Denise is a normal person. She went through her own trials and tribulations. And I think starting out with that part of the book is why I was like, okay, she suffered from different, the same mentality that I did. That was like, am I good enough? Can I do this? And she made it work for her and she made it really benefit her. So I need to just dig into this and do it. So tell me how you, how did you go through it? Cause you didn't get it bound like Amanda did you, you, I don't know if you did it on your computer, if you printed it off or if you set aside time or how did you, did you have a notebook? What'd you do? I had a notebook. Um, and actually I kept my notebook and my notebooks in my drawer. Now it's called my growth book. And I kept the workbook on my phone and my computer. And I would just write down where I left off. Um, and I would just start every night. I'd get my son in bed. I would grab a glass of water and I'd get cozied up on the couch and I would do one chapter. And I left it at one chapter a night because I wanted the whole next day to really implement and think on what I just read. And I wanted to kind of be able to put it into action step by step. So I ended up spending probably an hour to two hours a night just kind of digging in and diving into it. And each chapter with it, by having my notebook with me, it came, it brought up a new layer every time. I learned something new about myself in every single chapter. And that's why the book, notebook is now called my growth book. What was your favorite exercise and why? Oh, um, there were so many. I think that my favorite one was becoming so focused on what you want. That when you lose focus, it's temporary and it's so easy to get back on track. But it start, they're so, it's so hard to choose. I mean, limiting beliefs was huge. I didn't realize how many things that I tell myself were actually holding me back. And those were things I would have never known without the workbook because it really does make you just dig deep within yourself that you have to pull back little layers every time. And by doing that, you're like, oh, Oh my goodness, I didn't realize that I have actually been telling myself I can't do this because we're vocalizing that we can do it, but it's a matter of our thoughts. Mm, you're right. Like we can say, this is what I want. But if our thoughts and our heart are in opposition to that, then it often doesn't happen. So you are able to really get in alignment, you, what you want with your thoughts, with your, with your heart and your emotions. 
Uh, and ha- how has life changed since you've learned these skills? Because of the workbook, I now realize that we literally do hold the power to change our life. Our current temporary misery doesn't have to become a permanent reality. But the growth really does have to start inside. I mean, we can sit here and we can spend forever blaming other people for why our lives aren't the way we want them. Or we can decide to make a change and we can grow. We have to, but with that, you have to dig deep and we have to learn to love ourselves where we're at. Even if we don't love where we're at, we have to love ourselves in order to give ourselves what we need to grow. And then I think that when you dig deep and you love yourself and you get vulnerable, then that's where the magic happens. And that's something that I learned through the book because before I would just like, it was all surface. I never wanted to get into my heart because I didn't, I don't like my past or I didn't like my past. And so instead of trying to heal and work through my past, I was the surface person. If I had to get emotional over something, I wasn't talking about it. But through the workbook, I learned that I had to. And so because I dug deep and it it seriously has impacted the rest of my life just by digging deep and getting vulnerable and figuring out really what was holding me back. How has your family noticed? Well, my husband and I are not fighting as much as we used to. In fact, the fights now are like, can you do the laundry? And I feel like I have control of my life. So instead of waking up and the day running rampant around me, I'm waking up and I have purpose again. I'm ready to take on the day and I know what I have to do instead of let's just wake up and eat, drink coffee and make breakfast and sit on the couch. It's like, let's wake up and let's enjoy the day that's come before us because this is our dream life. I'm home with them, my husband and my son, and we get to do what we want to do. So let's do it. Instead of being let down about where we are versus where we want to be, then let's just go focus on where we're going because right now matters and don't take for granted of the time that we have right now at all. But if we get so wrapped up into where we're at, then we lose focus on where we're going. And I think that that's a huge part of it. But as far as family goes, I can spend more time with family now because my mindset's different so that some of my family members who are negative, I can actually be around them now without them bringing my mindset down. My son, I mean, he's three, so there's not like a huge, huge changes, but I notice I have more patience with him. And then my husband and I, we just have so much more of an open communication about different things now. Well, and I think all of those relationships can change when, when and because you are more in touch with who you are, what you're feeling, and then you can communicate with them. Absolutely. I love that. Um, anything else you want to add? I just think it's a it's super powerful thing when you can realize that we own our lives and that you don't have to settle for where you're at right now. If you just align your heart with your passions and your focus and your intentions together and then take action towards what you want, everything else in between is going to find its way. Don't focus on how you're going to get what you want. Just focus on what you want and then take the action required to get what you want. And I think you're just going to amaze the hell out of yourself. 
Thank you so much, my dear, for sharing a bit of your story and your transformation. And I can tell you guys, I talked with Cheyenne after she had completed the workbook and certainly through her experience. And I could see her blossom. Uh, Even afterwards, she'd say, Oh my gosh, last time something like this happened, I would have reacted this way. And now I'm responding this way and things are moving forward and it's better. And it's just been really, really cool to see it come to life, not just in our own hearts and minds, because of course, that's cool, but like actively being different in real life, because that's how the outside changes too. So I know, Amanda, you wanted to add one more thing before we close out today. Why don't you talk about how your family has been impacted by this? Hey, Denise. Yes, I do. So one thing I was thinking about is back to the whole schedule, you know, when life pulls us in so many different directions. And I talked about the end of the day, you're like, what just happened? Like, I just went with life. It's the end of the day. I didn't accomplish things. But one thing I really got from the workbook was we get to choose our day. So we get to choose our day. One way I do that is I choose what I put in my schedule and what takes priority. And so when you ask if this is, you know, have my, has my family noticed or what's this done for our family? One thing that I really... Um, I was always anxious about, you know, I have all this stuff to do. And so then I would try to multitask and not be present. And so one thing I really do now is, you know, between four and eight, when my kiddos have three kids, when they get out of school, I shut my phone off. I shut everything off outside of them. And I sit and I'm present with them. And I really give them all of my attention and all of my focus. And I'm just present with them. It used to be I was present with them. But then, you know, if my phone beeped or somebody wanted something, um, I would go take care of that instead of being with them. And I think, you know, they grow up so fast. And just me being present with them and listening, I have, we just have this deeper relationship with each other. And I don't know if that sounds funny, because they're my kids, and we should already have that. But it's been, I've been able to just deepen the relationship with my kids. Hmm. That's an awesome, awesome way to kind of put a little bow (laughs) um, on our time together, because you're right. Like one of the reasons why you can be peaceful in the family situation is because you know, everything else has a time slot. When you're working, you're working. When you're at home, you're home. And you know that you have time in your day or calendar to take care of X, Y, and Z. And so you don't have to worry about it right now when it's kid time, when it's homework time, when it's soccer practice or whatever the case may be. And so I do think that creates an inner peace, you know, a peace that transcends all understanding because you don't, you've, you've kind of have that control over your schedule. So uh, Amanda and Cheyenne, first of all, big thank you to not only saying yes to working through the workbook, but doing it on a whole nother level and really allowing it to go from your head to your heart to your feet because I've seen transformation within your lives and it's bleeding and overflowing into your family's lives as well. Thank you so much, my friends, for sharing your testimonies of digging down deep, breaking through your own personal glass ceiling, and taking steps in the direction of your dream life. I so, so love the growth that you've shared. And guys, if you're listening today and you can relate to their stories, or if you've ever felt stuck, or you're ready to level up, then go to dreamlifetoolkit.com. That's dreamlifetoolkit.com or Amazon to get your copy of Design Your Dream Life Today. 
Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.